You are now listening to Out of the Blank. Technical difficulties and all, we're still going to continue because we'll be talking for hours before the show begins. That's right. I got it. Rob, how are you again? So how, how are things here? It's, it's all other than the, you know, what, what we talk about food poisoning and and how lovely it is. It's that's, you know, it's funny. You brought up COVID. Well, not funny, but um, it's, I found myself even, you know, when I had my heart attack and stuff like that, you know, one of the, you know, Whenever I started having chest pains and things like that after, my first thought is, oh, I'm getting, I got COVID. And then it's like, oh, no, now I'm having a heart attack. And then it's like, oh, no, it's heartburn. <laughs> That's, you know, just take it, you know, take a Tums. You'll be fine. It's like, okay. You know, but, but you're, because of the times we're living in, you immediately jump to the worst case scenario. You know, or at least I don't know about you. My brain does. My brain will do that. Maybe the popping is me. I don't think, so. I don't think it is though, but I'm hearing you pop a lot. You're making these pop noise. It sounds like you're getting shot. Kaka, no, I'm not. Was, well, I could turn it down a little bit. If how's that? Is that is it is that part of your voice acting? Is that you can just make pops in your voice like a no, <laughs> no. That that's actually that's the worst thing. So I don't know. Well, I'll just move the big thing. And how's that? Is that is that better? Am I still popping? Yeah, it's okay though. I don't know how to fix it. Technology is as advanced as it is. I just kind of wish we were. I hope there's like an EMP that knocks out all technology. That would be, you know, you see the movies and you see the stuff. Can you imagine, though, like, uh, look at the amount of people that can't live without their phones or their, you know. Although, weren't we having this conversation? Well, you know, th you think back to like, you see Star Trek, the original Star Trek, and they had the, the communicators. And you think. That's never going to happen. <laughs> That's never going to happen. I'm in full belief that we will have AI technology that'll eventually be like maybe servants at first, but I, I don't know because I've seen DARPA do those giant robotics things where they kick over like robots and stuff. But I think eventually it's going to be so advanced where like I wouldn't be mad at a world where people don't even want to leave their house to communicate with people because robots are going to be equipped to be able to do that for us. So we'll still have basic communication skills. But I'm just afraid of like, you know, there's going to be some weird guy that tries to fuck his robot and then he's going to think he could do that in everyday life. Just fuck a random person on the street. Well, we've already you've already seen some of that with some people with video games where they go, well, if I can do it there, I can do it here and kind of thing. Or and then you have the ones who get, you know, look, you look at like the World of Warcraft and the amount of people that have gotten married inside the game and divorced inside the game. And you can actually take people's money for that. And you kind of go, uh, I don't even want to go there kind of thing. Like you've you've married someone you've never met. You've married, you had an online wedding, but they they made it legal. Like in, because so many people in Korea were doing it, they made it legal. So, and there was a big case where somebody got divorced and they lost a bunch of money because it was, it was considered a legal marriage. <laughs> so to literally raise a child for 30 something years and be like, my fucking kid ended up being the guy that had to, has to pay child support on a fucking video game. 
<laughs> exactly, man. Yeah. And yeah, I I agree with you. I mean, I think, you know, if I, we're going to have, you know, when the AI is coming along, I mean, that's a that's a huge issue right now for voice people. Um, like you've seen you've seen the deep fakes. You, you must have seen the deep fakes and things. That, and that's just that's facial imaging and all that stuff. They're working on uh, software right now that to emulate emotions because there's there's software out there right now like Dragon Speak and all this stuff where uh, you use it for narration and you use it to read out emails and you use it all the things. Deaf people use it for you know um, getting around or not deaf people, blind people, pardon me, to you know just navigate the world and it's not really good because it doesn't pick up on nuances and sarcasm and laughter and it's. But there are now companies working on algorithms to emulate emotions. And that's what's going to change the face of, like, for example, voiceover. Um, one of the big issues that's happening with us is what happens if someone copies your voice? And then, because all they need, I think, is around two minutes of you speaking, and they can have your entire, because that should give you the mannerisms that you have your how you breathe how you talk how you click certain letters and words then they can have you say whatever they want and so there's been issues with people like you've seen the you know like with the, look at a brahma deep fake or look at an arnold deep fake or all those deep fakes they have what happens if it's not you actually saying it yeah but people think it's you um, so how do you get around that so i'll explain a little something but real quick do you have any browsers open on your computer do I? Yes, I do. Why? Do you want me to close them? Yeah, because you're like lagging back and forth. But while you're doing that, I'm going to say there's a guy that created um, all like the arts of like uh, Whitney Houston, all these people that have been passed away and he recreated. They got an AI to scan all their works and then recreate the songs. And now the songs sound 100 percent exactly like the people. There are some like Nirvana. They couldn't master the Nirvana one properly. I got to remember what this thing's called. I actually might be able to play it on here without getting it. Um, taken down but a guy had recreate and it's you're listening to it you're like fuck dude this actually sounds better than the like original version and i know that's hard because like and this is like the whole thing they were going to do an ai of tupac they were going to do a whole bunch of type of stuff um uh trying to see if i can look up the song real quick ai recreated song it's going to be a great episode look at that <laughs> exactly what's he doing i don't know well it's so good it's like holy shit maybe it, and then watch it like not live up to the hype and everyone's like oh my god it was terrible <laughs> yeah they're also doing it i mean i because one of the things we do is we go off topic kind of thing but another one of the things that youtube is happening right now is where they're re-releasing songs in that are in a different frequency because it's supposed to be the proper frequency it's a better frequency it's a 332 or something oh, it's, like, um, or 432 or something like that. it's uh amy winehouse here it is so that's a computer so what they did was they just literally grabbed an ai grabbed all her works and had the ai listen to a bunch of uh 
old Amy Winehouse songs and then they just recreated it and it made that song out of basis of like certain key parts or certain things using her voice and then making an algorithm based upon that. And I'm like, to say that, I mean, hell, there's probably in the future, I, I really, I used to be against technology, but now they have this new thing that now they're pushing forward where now you're going to be able to take a two inch needle and stick it behind your eye and it's a little surgery. They just take a fucking hammer and they nam it behind the, your part of your eye. And then your whole vision, everything. You don't have to wear glasses anymore. It's permanent fucking fix of your... I'm kidding. That's That hasn't happened. But <laughs> so I was watching Shark Tank and a guy's like, here's this device that helps you sleep. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, how do you put it in? He goes, well, it's, it's literally like a headphone piece, like how the headphones you have. And has a giant fucking needle in it. And he goes, well, you get a minor surgery before when you wake up and then a minor, minor surgery to get it off you when you go to bed. And then so it's like every sur every day you have to put on the device, you have to do a minor fucking surgery. Minor surgery. Yeah. You kind of go, uh, no. Even though just putting the word minor in front of surgery still makes it surgery. It's still surgery. <laughs> just would, figure you, out how to get rid of freckles. Is it that hard? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Does this mean you have like a doctor or a nurse standing beside your bed? Good evening, sir. You prepared for your minor surgery? Yes, sir. You know, you have a good night, sir. Are they there in the morning when you're like, wow, that's that's nutty. Yeah, so they the this whole voice thing is is all that there's actually this um a quite well-known uh voiceover artist here in uh, canada actually um recently discovered that she is the voice of TikTok. uh whenever they do things on TikTok, uh and she did not record anything for TikTok, she signed no contracts to TikTok. She did. She's like, "How did you get my voice? And why are you using my voice?" And what ends up happening is, because you have no control over sort of this computerized voice that's your voice, you can get it to say whatever you want. And she does not want that at all. She doesn't. It's going to hurt my brand, hurt my name, uh, all these things. And it turns out she did some work with a Chinese company years ago where she did about 3000 lines or something because they were working with artificial intelligence and AI and things back then. And that company sold her voice to TikTok. So I don't know if it's so she's actually in court right now suing TikTok for using her voice because she's saying that's my property. That's me. So this is where it's the new thing that uh, voiceover artists are they're really getting worried about it because they're, they're they think that it's going to come out that somebody's going to you know grab your voice, start doing stuff, and they're going to go, "Well, actually, I don't have to pay you anything because it's not you; it's computer. It has nothing to do with you. You've never even been here, but we got samples of your voice." And so they're trying to figure out where where does the where's the line, where's the thing that says, "This is you, this is me, this is not you, this is a recording of you," and then sort of like musicians with copyrights and things like that, where you get into, you know, is that my music? Is that the thing? If you've sampled my music, how, what's the length, you know, they've gone through what's the length that you can use to say sample music? Well, with voice, what are they going to do? So they're not at that point yet where they can actually, where if you listen to it, you go, I can't tell the difference because they've, but they're getting close. They're getting close. And technology, as you said, technology is getting there where it's going to be there. So they're going to have to start 
passing laws or something soon. Well, what would you develop as a concept of creating life? Now, creating life, in my opinion, shouldn't be life that is recreated off of something that's already been alive before. Like, I don't believe that you should be having like, it would be cool to talk to Leonardo da Vinci. But if we don't have a time machine where I can do that, I don't want to talk to a robot that's just imprinted with the memories of Leonardo da Vinci. Because then maybe at one point, if you make a robot believe that he's Leonardo da Vinci, you give him fake skin or whatever the hell it goes to, then you tell him, no, you're actually a recreation of that thing. You're going to have a fucking robot that goes on a goddamn rampage because he's a fucking he's having a conflict of a, a reality of that he's not Leonardo da Vinci so you to create new life I think it needs to be if it's going to be an AI it needs to be its own essential being it needs to be its own th and I know this is where it scares some people of like oh my god it has a you're giving it intelligence you're giving it a consciousness and I'm like look it needs to be its own character in a way. So when I when you have like a toy that you buy from a store, now there's a lot of multiple dog toys that are robotics that are all this exact fucking same. And then there's always that janky one that someone gets where it's like, my toy is fucked. It's like, yes, sorry, you got the bunk edition of it. But what I'm saying is you can name it, but you can't fucking, you can't, you got to create something new. So if I'm going to create a robot, I would want to create like the Tesla bots that are coming out. Those ones that everyone's talking about and everybody's main problem is that it has a black screen face. And they're like, you're doing blackface. I'm like, come on guys, what the fuck? Um, but it's, it's, it's its own unique thing, meaning that this has no features that are off somebody else's. And that's the issue with, I, I think at a good point, when we first started talking, the sex doll was becoming these things, the real doll, these giant things that were modeled after people. And then it's like, well, now you're using that person's likeliness and their characterhood. And it's kind of like, I'm not a fan of that. I don't want to, I don't want another Casper. That's an AI. If you pass away, I don't want to hear your voice being recreated and still being used. That's not you though. I am so glad you went with the, I don't want to do the AR, because if you went, I don't want another Casper sex doll, because. Just your face plastered up with it's an astonished look. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> I, I mean, I know, like, I would take over the industry. That's the thing. And, and I just, you know, I would feel sorry for those other dolls out there because mine was selling so well. But no, I just, <laughs> sex doll, Casper sex doll. <laughs> I just, no, 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 no. So it's, yeah, it's, yes, I, you, you got a good point. I mean, it's when they talk about the clones and all these things, I mean, even if you clone someone, if they don't have the same memories, they have different memories. I remember reading a story a little while ago about these, this person, it was a space pirate or whatever she was from the, from the future. And she ends up getting cloned in this machine and her three clones end up going off and doing separate things. Uh, and then they all come back together and they share their stories and they realize they're three separate individuals. Even though they were, from that point where they went in and got cloned, they all had the same memories, but then they went off and had new memories and they all realized we're all different people and we need to have different names. We need to have this because I'm not you because I've gone off and done this thing. And I have no idea what you've been doing and you've gone through different issues. And so that's the thing. So if you can't really, if you're basing something off of something that's already been there, then it's not, yeah, it's not really a, it's, it's more of a, it's a copy. It's a replica then. So it's not really a thing. Now, again, where you have to 
this here we're going to talk about what's life where's where does what's the soul where does that come from do they have one these are issues that <laughs> i'm not really prepared to i couldn't tell you what a soul is but it's it's all down to you know what is life what happens i think a lot of the issues that we have as people is we give we're immediately going to give human traits to stuff so when you talk when you get into like the planet of the apes and the ai stuff you're immediately going to when you give it human traits because we're flawed we immediately assume that if we give intelligence to a thing it's going to be flawed or it's going to see that we are flawed and take steps to rectify which is what all ai horror is usually about it's it's usually about an ai who decides that human its creators aren't perfect and tries to change things or do things and i think that's a very it's a very human thing i mean and and until we do it we're not really going to know what's going to happen with i mean that's the whole point of we're getting close i think with quantum computers and quantum physics but how are we going to know how we how are we going to know what a computer is? you you never know i mean we might give a computer intelligence and it and it the first thing it might go is hey everybody what's happening man this is awesome you know it might it might not be this dave type computer that wants to take everybody out it might just be somebody who wants to have fun or you never know like because we're at a it it might be on a different level it might do things it might not care about people at all kind of thing it might just want to do its own thing you know like so that's uh, when you, you know, we have all these stories about don't let it get out onto the internet. Don't do all these things, you know, I don't know. You just, it's, it, it'd be one of, the, I think the, I think if we released an AI into the internet, it, it would implode because there's so much crap and so much um, false information. And there's so much contradictory information on the internet. If we released an AI on the, on the internet, I don't think we'd have to worry about it. I think, it, I think we'd find it, years later curled up in a ball in the corner with electronic drool coming to his mouth going just, just put me back in my box please i don't want to deal with this so it's that's what i think i think that because because of the way people are and because of the way the internet is i mean the first thing you have to tell it is oh and by the way wikipedia is true <laughs> actually wikipedia is pretty true you know wikipedia is actually pretty true now right it's it's pretty true, but that's it. But do you remember the days when uh, they used to allow anybody to edit Wikipedia? Yeah, that they, they you had to sort that. through things. So they, they about to say they changed that in 2015. It's now like a lot of people always say, "Oh, you heard it off Wikipedia." It's actually Wikipedia is now like a sole, solid source place for information. Sadly, the stigma. It's kind of like T-Mobile. T-Mobile is an actual like phone provider, but it's it started in malls. So then everyone just associates it for fucking malls now. Like whenever someone says T-Mobile, oh, it's that it's I remember. Oh, yeah, I can go to a mall to go get my T-Mobile phone repaired. It's like, yeah, because that's where they started out. That's where they monetized. And sadly, the stigma is now they're just attached to malls, even though they have their own buildings now. It's kind of like Wikipedia has been known as like, oh, a 12 year old could fuck up on there. It's like, no, now it's actually very very hard to actually get information onto wikipedia that has not already been checked by like 10 different sources which is good yeah and and i'm not gonna i'm you've had a couple guests on lately where heavy topics well i'm trying not to i can't help it but you know where 
you're talking about you know Illuminati and all this stuff. Going in there. <laughs> and I'm not even going to go to those places because I, because I'm not prepared to get into. And I don't want to have people storming into my house going, "What are you talking about?" Well, I'm going to bring it into you on anyway. Ready? Here we go. So if we're going to clone, and so the first clone that ever, so the rabbit hole I would rather go. And I'm seeing two roads. I'm seeing cloning, and then I'm seeing robotics. I'd rather go down the robot robotics rabbit hole because I don't want to clone of myself. And even though it might be organic material or it might be a, a clone of ourselves it kind of goes into this pathways where they clone sheep and i think the last sheep that they talk about cloned was in like 96 or something like that they cloned a sheep or something and then they killed it to say they haven't tried cloning it something else again and just not telling us about it you're fucking dumb if you think that they haven't tried to or they're just not china created a chimera a hybrid and ended up killing it because it was like against it was like it's seen as a, a wrongful sin of god or something like that or whatever the hell they were looking towards um but with cloning now if you were cloned casper let's say you're cloned right now now here's the thing is your clone once you die like if everybody had a clone that means once you die your clone activates and then you go back to whatever point that they cloned you at and that's that so that means you get to live your whole fucking whatever if you're in your 20s you get to live 80 more years of your life but then when you die, let's say you walk out in the street and get hit by a car, you go back to that 20-year-old clone version that has no memory of your other life experiences. So you'd have to make a fucking videotape for him to be able to watch and learn a little bit about. Luckily, I'm able to look at my podcast history and see all my thoughts that have changed. So my kids will have a record of who their dad was. And so your other clones, and I could just imagine your, your clone sitting down with some popcorn going, this guy was fucked up. Like, did you? Are you what? Did you see this guy? <laughs> you just imagine because of, and they, he goes, yeah, he's talked to some really interesting people, but holy cow, I'm surprised his head didn't explode because you, you know, all Getting the there. knowledge going in there. So it's, so it's just one of those things that's I'm, I'm with you. I would much rather robotics rather than cloning, like cloning people, you know, they've already, yeah. I mean, they've already, when you're talking about like stem cells and all the research and things, I'm sure there's been somebody out there you know done you know doing something unethical but it's you know but it's one of those things where like um like with the you know when you were talking about like the illuminati and i don't want to laugh at it and i don't want to do anything about it but my belief is there probably is an illuminati kind of thing you know with you know but I don't think they have the power that we want to attribute to them. I think as for me, I think we wish they did. Or I, I, it, in many ways, I think people just hope there is a group out there that is pulling the strings because they need someone to blame. It's easier to point your finger at a group and go, wow, the reason why all the shit's going on is it's well, because of them. But if there's, but if it's obscure, it could be a bunch of different things. It could be a perfect storm of stuff of gears that have just gotten together that have just created this, you know, whatever's happened. And that's a lot harder for people to wrap their head around to go, well, you know, some of it's chance and some of it's this, and some of it is yes, these people did do this thing and there's this, that thing. And, but it's much easier to go, well, no, that guy did it. He, he's the reason. It, and so and so if you can do that then you go because if that guy did it 
he can stop it, you know, and it, or if, or he, he can change it or do the thing, or I can be a member of his team and I can <laughs> I can get onto team whatever and and I could start, you know, controlling the world as well. This is awesome kind of thing. I think where it's, uh, but that's just a for me. That's I'm sort of there. I I wish there was somebody that I could go. You know what? It's you. It's you. I know it's you. I I, I agree. I, with I you. just wish you'd stop. But I, at the same time, I I don't think it's like always the same group of people that's lived like 70 years controlling everything. I just think it always it's constantly interchanging out with just giant heads and heads of like giant businesses or people that are all over the news or media or top idols that we look at. Or they're just people that we don't know the names and faces of, but they're very good at fucking business. I mean, there's I didn't know who the Spotify CEO was until I had to look it up and be like, who is the guy that runs all the strings? Because nobody ever talks about that guy. He's making billions of dollars doesn't give a shit. Dana White's the same way. He makes billions of dollars and nobody really is trying to interview Dana White. It's sort of like the, is it a woman um, who was in charge of YouTube? I think it was, um, it's, but there's like, like YouTube, huge monstrous thing. And people always bitch and complain about YouTube, I do. but they don't really talk about, I mean, they talk about like, you know, Zuckerberg, he did his thing on Facebook and everybody knows his name and he's, he's got a movie, but nobody's ever talked about like the CEO of YouTube or the CEO of, of uh, you know, the, the Amazon guy gets hit on often, but he's a bit more visible he's a bit more vocal but some people just they have a way of it's like certain stars like um you know film actors or something who you don't even hear about you go do they even have a family life are they married you know you don't know because they're very good at keeping their private life private they don't want to be out there and they don't have to be if they don't want to be so when you think about that you go well i guess if there's some people who are kind of pulling back so yeah i'm sure there's people out there who are very good at pulling strings and doing things and manipulating the system because that's how they made their money but in many ways it's it's like the way you have the this is the rise of the influencer now right and you have a lot of trolls a lot of people particularly during covid who just come out of the woodworks who are start who just started shitting on influencers because there's a lot of jealousy going on. Can you like when I was a kid, I never would have dreamed that I could be paid money to play video games ever, you know, like what to, you know, what kind of crap is that? And now you have people who have like channels and Twitch channels and do these things who have literally thousands of subscribers who just sit there and watch them play video games. I was watching a guy the other day and his, he had 19,000 people watching him play this game that's twice as many people that were in my hometown and they're all online at the same time doing their thing and he gets some trolls and he gets some stuff he handles it really well he's he's really good at it but you have and then but you have a lot of people out there going uh you don't do anything all day but to be an influencer that i would never want to do that i to put yourself out there every day in front of all these people um there was this girl who she was, she goes, okay, today we're going to go through my comments because, uh, because I think you're a great group, you know, you know, this is awesome. So, so I'm going to read out some of my positive comments again. So she's going through her comments and then after about five minutes, she went, actually, you know, this is pretty good. I haven't got any death threats today. And no one's actually posted. You should quit posting your fat. Cause I usually get a couple of those. And I kind of went, I couldn't deal with that. I mean, I used to be an actor kind of thing. And they used to say actors, 
needed really thick skin to do it you get because you're going to get a lot of stuff it, models are the same way you're going to get people commenting on your looks and not about you as a person not anymore like that. not anymore the whole shift has changed if you try and shame an actor or a model for the way that they look you're a piece of shit and you're body shaming exactly but you can shame influencers you can give death threats to influencers and you just have to ignore them block them type them out kind of thing because they get them every day and i could not do that i mean you might think i might go yeah i could sit there for eight hours a day and play a game i could i don't think i could deal with chat <laughs> i don't think chat would well, kill me. see casper you're a different breed of people you're more when it comes to supportive you're very supportive i appreciate all the support i get from you 100 percent. but for most of the people out there and i think this is probably the one time in history that we've really had a bunch of people watching videos and really wanting to support the people like this new generation that's coming up is really about that but like when i was a kid it was all about leaving a dumbass comments saying something to somebody on a video that you watched because you just felt like putting in your opinion and that's still a lot of the norm out there but we're seeing a shift turn i recently made a patreon um only you don't get any extra content. It's just if you want to support the show, you can. But it's it's a good idea to do because it takes work to do an episode. But I think the main thing is, is that people want to live in this fucking false reality that like when they watch an influencer or something, they just want They don't comment or they don't hate on it or they don't do anything like this. They just want this like I want to be I want to see a paramedic drink a Red Bull shotgun it with her, you know, pop put her. I watched a paramedic on TikTok that took a, a Red Bull can, punctured it with her mouth and then drank it and then did it with a monster one. The next one, and it was just a person trying to get advertisements and everyone's like, that's awesome that a paramedic's doing that on her. Like it, it gives so much human aspects to a paramedic. And I'm like, yeah, but then everyone started pointing out like real paramedics were like, first of all, her fucking uniform's wrong. Second of all, that's a green screen behind her. And you start looking, it's like, oh shit, that is a green screen. It's just someone impersonating a fucking paramedic now. And I, I don't, I, I understand if people want to live in that fake reality that this is what it is, but I don't like that. And I'm not saying that everything's a conspiracy. The reason why I entertain them so much is because I like those other perspectives of things. Cause like, even if you tell me that, like, I'm, if I'm 23 years old, okay, I'm 23 years old, but mm, who's to say, I don't, if we count dog years. I don't not trying to be a dick. I'm just, I love that other perspective. And I love that other idea or that other thought of things, because I think it's interesting to see how a brain can work out many different ways to an issue or a situation or something and when you see these streamers i'm not i'm more mad at influencers that get the attention and get the popularity and then that always gets riddled to your head and then you never ever see them respond or do anything and i get it because there's probably a lot of hateful comments out there but when you look at like um, people that try and cut down influencers, that's just a sketchy road because influencing I've never I don't think any generation has ever seen this before. And so these recent trending times where it used to be food influencers and now it's like product influencers, but they're people trying to get sponsorships and money. It's all main reason why I don't like to reach out to famous people because they just don't respond. And I get you probably have a long list of I was just um. What is it? Uh, I messaged Greg Proops, the comedian Greg Proops, last year 
saying, can you do my show? He just messaged me yesterday and was like, Hey, send an email to this. And I was like, who the fuck? I fucking messaged you a year ago. And it's like, you start to realize like some people don't really have time to do all these things. And it's what happens when you get famous, you don't care about anybody below you anymore. You're not a human person. And that gets riddled to your head. And with influencers, I think it's a way of keeping them humble. There's a lot of people out there, influencers, Mr. Beast, for instance, the guy has money and I have no fucking idea how, but he donates a lot of it. He does a lot of shit with it. But then you see these influencers that have all these scandals that come at them. The main thing, main point of all this is when you see a mark zuckerberg trending when you see someone like that trending you start to realize that they did something wrong and they're trying to get blasted with something mark zuckerberg did a horrible act where he fucked over everybody in his group when he took over facebook and he created that whole idea and just left everybody out nobody gave a shit but then what 10 15 years later everybody's talking about it now Everybody's worried about it now. It's all over the media now. It's because he pissed off someone and someone decided that I'm going to blackmail you and throw this all out in the open again. I'm going to rehash this old subject. Same thing with Bezos. The only difference between Bezos and Zuckerberg was Bezos wanted to become famous. He wanted to be out in the public eye. Now he had a divorce with his wife. He was happy with all his money. He's like, fuck it. I'm going to go on a pussy tirade and I'm going to be the most famous person out in the world. Next thing you know, people go, well, we found out what you guys do at Amazon and he's up in space, not being able to defend himself. It's because he tried his hardest to after because a lot of these people that get famous, the Illuminati type that I'm talking about, they do shit. It makes them a lot of money, but then they can't stop there. They need more. And that's why I, I'm interested about the Illuminati subject only because I don't, it's like anonymous, anonymous. You don't know anybody could be anonymous, anonymous made up. There's a person anonymous verified as being a fake video. A kid just put on the anonymous mask and said, Elon Musk, you better fucking pay for what you did with crashing Bitcoin. It was a fake video. Anonymous, the actual people said it's fake, but you don't know who those people are because they're wearing a mask. That's someone that has power and doesn't want to be attached to the power, which is why I respect it so much. Well, it's I, I get you there. The, the, the hard issue with that is exactly this video comes out and it's not them and they have no way of proving it's not them because they can they can you have to take their word for it it's, as you said because they're, they're like look it's not us it's just a kid who did a thing and they're like well how can you how do we know it's a kid how do we know he's not a newest member well we would never do that well he did under your name kind of thing under so because you're anonymous <laughs> you and you have no way to go Look, mask comes off. See, it's not me, you know, or whoever, or their group of people, because there's a bunch of them. But so that's that could be an issue when you. I think their idea when they first started out, they're like, "Hey, let's do this thing. This is really cool." But what ends up happening is if other people start adopting that and throwing in their own things, and you have no way to verify that, you have no way to flag it and go, "Hey." That's not us. Uh, it's almost like they're going to need a gimmick or something somewhere. You know, they're going to need where or they're going to need a way to flag it to do something so that people can't just start posting under their name and posting whatever they want, because it'll totally it, they could get vilified. But the other thing is it'll um, destabilize it. That what will end up happening is um, anything they say won't mean as much anymore because it, it diluted, I think, is the what I was going to go, because if you have. All of a sudden you have people just kind of popping up doing whatever they want and you can't really prove it anymore but 
it could be that they've made their point already. Um, they've done their thing. Maybe they're not going to do much more, but they, or who knows, maybe they're doing stuff all the time. As you said, we don't know who they are. So they could be. There was a TikTok video of a guy dancing and he had a drone take a video of him. It's a very popular one. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, um, I don't know if you remember, but there was a guy named Dogface and he was drinking an ocean spray bottle while skateboarding and it was playing some song um, during the pandemic. And it was like a really dark time where a lot of social media trends weren't happening and people were like, oh, well, this is like a sign of a, a light at the end of the tunnel. The, so when that guy dog face did that ocean spray thing, he got picked up by a lot of people to do podcasts was getting a lot of fame and a lot of people that were kind of like their shows got, have kind of, he got picked up by oceans. He got picked up by ocean spray. Well, I'm saying is a lot of companies that don't really have a lot of attention in the media a lot saw this as a chance to get some more attention in the media. The guy who was doing the TikTok of the dancing video, Dr. Phil reached out to him and said, hey, come to my show. And they did the same TikTok, but in a dancing thing. And he was just getting famous people that hadn't really been famous or in the eye of the public for that long, trying to use his rising fame as a way to also skyrocket and get more attention back onto themselves. It's a really weird game. And I look at it like the influencing game. The only thing I don't really appreciate about it is the fact that they don't they always tell you this is what you can be. This is how you can be. And it's like being kind of a model for a lot of people where they look up to you, but nobody's just like, Hey, be yourself. Like if I was an influencer, I would just tell people fucking do whatever you feel like you want to be doing to be happy in the world. Not fucking miserable 24 seven, but everything has to be like, buy this, buy that. Hey, I'm going to plug this. I'm going to plug that. I'm like, Jesus, like after like 10 minutes of ads, I kind of just want to stick my middle finger up at you. <laughs> I just fucking done. Well, that's really interesting that you've, you've touched on something. I think that when you talk about influencers, influencers have been around for a long, long, long time. And influencers were various influencers were politicians and sports people. And depending on where you lived and what you were doing and um, the, you know, influencers were musicians and things. But some of them, the problem was, you know, for musicians in particular, for example, some of them didn't give a shit, <laughs> just didn't care. You know, like, can you imagine like getting the who to try and uh, market something or the stones, you know, when they were, they didn't care. But those are the people that you kind of wanted to sort of, you know, you look at the Beatles or something. And, and then later on, like in particular, like the eighties, you had like, it was all, it was really, it was sort of the time of like runway models and stuff like that when you're influencing. And so they're doing ads and they're doing stuff. It was beautiful people and stuff popping all around. So they're, but it was like, yeah, be like us. Look what you could do. Be like us. But it was all ads and it was all, you know, there was, they were all doing the things. Now you have influencers who are the companies have, it's almost the big companies are coming at us in a different way. It's almost underhanded because they're coming at you through like an influencer starts out sort of as your friend they're this thing you know there's somebody you watch play a game or something and then all of a sudden they're hawking this thing you know that's like you know like you know skillshare whatever the fuck they're doing you know on when they're doing their things because they're i want you know i have to let you know this is a sponsored video blah, 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 you know it comes out there and all of a sudden you realize what you started watching for entertainment you're now being sold stuff more and more. And if you say, if you're a subscriber, you're something like that. Sure. It's, it's the way these people make money and I don't want to detract from that, but, but now all of a sudden it's almost underhanded in a way that you're, they're coming at you from underneath. 
they're starting to sell stuff to you and you're like, and because this person, again, this person that you're watching do these things is maybe using a mouse or using, it's a computer or it's, or it's a lighting system they've got. You could go, hey, I could do that. I could be like them. And then you're going back to that kind of thing. And it's, yeah, the, bring on the robots. I want a robot influencer. That's what I want. Well, I, I just, before it was, because if you look at like, let's say when you were a kid compared to what it's at now, back in the day, like if we talk about old school influencers, it was more in the power of like these companies needed the person. Now it's turned where the people need the company. And like, that's where I, I, I think it's very important that you highlight the people that do want to donate money out of their own pocket to support these people, because it's my biggest issue right now with censorship where I'm starting to notice is now the world has gone into self censorship where there'll be times people will stop a thought or stop a flow of something because they don't know how it's going to react or how it's going to be heard or how it's going to be taken and how a company is going to take it down. I'm like, no, I want to hear it all. And we don't have any main platforms to be able to do that. I was watching something the other day and a guy, he started to say something and he went, I don't want to get demonetized. So I'm just going to stop right there. And you go, Exactly. You go, I just wanted to hear your thought, man. And because of the, you know, so there's been, yeah, there's less, less stuff. That's a, that's a very good point where, and you said something actually that was very, where you said where initially it was the companies needed the influencers. They needed the influencers to start attracting more people. And when influencers were out there, they were obviously selling something, you know, the original influencers were selling you makeup or doing whatever. But now you have people coming up who say like they want to be influencers. They want to do this thing. So they're trying to get sponsored by companies. So it, it that's a different approach altogether. Like if you ever watch a an up and coming streamer, an up and coming, you know, who's who's maybe got like a hundred subscribers or something like that. And you look at how they do their videos in comparison to someone who's got 20, 30,000 subscribers, or maybe 100,000 subscribers, how they talk. It's not just a, a a matter of confidence or anything like that. You have the, um, it's exactly what you said, where you just want to hear the thought. The people who are, uh, have more sponsors tend to be a bit more, uh, they can be a bit more lax in some of the stuff that they say, like, yeah, they, they might offend somebody and they might do something, but they've got so many describers there. And it's, you know, it's, it's all down to, you know, what you said about, you know, I've, they've got the money. Now they need more money. Well, these guys are like, well, I can, I can afford to offend a couple people. That's okay. Kind of thing. So they'll say something. Whereas the, 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 the Insta, you know, the influencer who's just starting are so careful about they, what they say. And so it's it's almost like they're walking on eggshells and doing this stuff and it's a different type of thing. And then you have the other ones who just don't give a shit. And there's, you know, they've, they've got like maybe 20 people who watch them play Minecraft or something and they don't care if they're demonetized. They don't care if they do yeah. whatever. They just, and they're actually a breath of fresh air to watch because they're what they're doing is they're doing it because they enjoy it. And they like talking and they like doing stuff and they don't care if they get sponsored. In fact, I think if they got sponsored, they'd be like, really, you want to sponsor me? Well, okay. You know, kind of thing. You know, it's, that's on you, you know, kind of thing. I'm not going to change. But so they're, you know, I, I, I watch a couple of them who have like, you know, small, like there was one I was watching the other day, seven views, you know, you know, 24 subscribers, you know, <laughs> and 
and she's brilliant when she does her games kind of thing, you know, because she enjoys the game so much. She doesn't really care who's there kind of thing. In fact, if she has anyone in chat, I think she she's just so used to nobody really watching that she doesn't really talk to people in the chat or whatever. So she just goes and does her thing. And I, it's a, yeah, it's a breath of fresh air than watching somebody who's like, hundred thousand subscribers and you do the stuff and well, and you it's know. the it's the well it's the start of the mountain when you're all freshed up and ready to climb up it and then there's the end of the mountain where you're already at the top so then you're starting to regain your energy back and the example of this is like i like listening to new 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 podcasts i have one or two episodes only because they're still trying to crave and get a bunch of attention and fans but then they're so free because they don't really care if it gets deleted because it's only at episode one. They haven't put a lot of time invested into it. I think this was the biggest shock for me when I was uh, had a video flagged off YouTube that I got put back up. It was all that work is gone. So does that mean my voice or my opinion or my thoughts don't mean anything to this corporation? And it doesn't. And it, it lets you see how fragile your work is, where it's like, shit, I better not say anything in case something's going to happen. But then you see people like why well, I'm a fan of Joe Rogan so much, not only on the concept that he talks to a lot of people, and I can understand that with my show as well, too. But the factor of he's at the top. When Spotify tells him, hey, you can't have Alex Jones on, he goes, fuck it. He's coming on tomorrow and we're getting drunk because he doesn't care. They need him. He's the main force. And the reason why he's a breath of fresh air for a lot of people is because he's already made it to the top of the fucking mountain. All he needs to do, they need him. He's not using anybody else's success. They can deplatform off Spotify. They can deplatform them off YouTube. Then he creates his own channel. And then people are all going to go to there because they like what he has to say because he doesn't have to moderate him fucking self anymore. Yeah, he's up there. There's and it's in that same vein. Uh watching the if you ever been, you know, you're you're watching YouTube or something like that. And maybe there's someone that you used to watch or maybe you hear about and you can see them falling down the mountain. You can see Ninja, the Ninja, the giant Twitch streaming gamer guy that's quitting all of the, it got banned off his only game he's good at. Yeah. And well, yeah. And then, but well, he, he started, his big thing was when he jumped from Twitch, that was the first thing when he went to that new gaming site, I can't even remember what it was. It Where was he made $50 million and they shut down after a month. So he was able to be on contracted again by anybody. Exactly. So he have, but in a way, so yeah, he's made a lot of money. This is somebody who doesn't need to work anymore. Mm -hmm. But if you are an influencer, and this is something that I've thought about a lot, if I, uh, you know, somebody asked me once, they said, if you could afford to not do voice work anymore, would you still do it? And I said, yes, because I like it. It's I enjoy it. So sometimes with an influencer or something like that, are there people out there who've made enough money? They don't need to be doing this anymore, but they're still doing it because they need the people. They need the recognition. They need the thing. Um, and I think there's probably a lot of uh, actors or musicians may might have been like that where they could have quit anytime. Um, and it's, you know, it's it's tougher when you get into sports teams because you're going to hit an age where you are physically incapable of keeping up with what's coming up with you. But there are, when you get into influencers, it makes you wonder, do you have to do this? Why are you doing this? You've made enough money. Do you need to keep doing this kind of thing? You don't, you know, it's it's sort of like if somebody cut off your money flow right now, you'd be fine. Kind of thing. You've made enough, you've made more money than a lot of people make 
in a lifetime and you are what 25 kind of thing you know you're fine and and it's just an interesting thing to look at you go why are you doing this why are you actually being an influencer some people enjoy it some of them want to influence others some of them want to see maybe let's spin some people around and then others I, makes you wonder like i could again as i said i couldn't do it i don't i don't enjoy um uh, i don't enjoy zoom calls that have more than 30 people in them <laughs> you know yeah. kind of thing so so it's because i find them to be tedious and i find them to be irrelevant it's like if i'm if you if we're going to have a meeting on zoom keep it to like nine people that i can maybe keep on the screen or but even then that's six too many kind of thing you know if you're if you unless you're meeting in person and it's that's and here we are but even then meeting in person if you're meeting 30 people in a room it's uh that's more of a lecture <laughs> unless you're all sitting around a big the the big illuminati table where you can all kind of see each other kind of thing but um uh, yeah it's a very interesting thing yeah th yeah that guy it's when you talk about uh, when you see them falling down the the mountain i don't i i don't feel happy or glad or anything when you see people who've been at the top falling down i know some people do some people are like yeah i deserved it he deserved to get kicked down i have no idea because i've never met this person i don't know what he's like so i don't know if he's a nice person who does who had shit happen to him or if he's a bad person that got what he deserved you know if it, if it was like the karma fairy was sitting at the top of the mountain and went ah, ha, boom, and just gave him a good kick down and it's like you're not staying up here much longer fella so you don't know so it's yeah and there's what top who like the top five streamers you know are all you know what under 30 aren't they they're, they're all between well, 20 it's just it, here's the here's kind of like the rule of thumb for a lot of things is that it's it's so hard to stick it out and just hope to god that it ends up taking off and you're able to build up in your way that you want to build up without anybody changing the flow of anything. And I, I bring this back to when my dad was like, you should do radio. And I was like, I don't really want to do radio. I'd rather just do a podcast. And he's like, yeah, but you get paid to do the thing. I was like, yeah, but I have to do what you say I have to do. You know what I mean? And that's not me. I'm not a script type person. I'm an off the cuff type of individual that wants to talk about random things. I'll be interested in one thing, one minute, one interesting, the next thing, I don't know, another time. But it's kind of like Joe Rogan talks about it a little bit too. When I watch all, I've watched him since his first episode when he had snowflakes as his background thing. He was just fucking around on the computer. Um, you see the whole shift with how conference by snowflakes, he legit had a filter effect where it was doing snowflakes on his first episode, not just the type of people called snowflakes. Um, but it, like it was, I saw him go from like 400, 500, where he was getting confrontational with guests. He was getting into arguments, calling them stupid as shit. And then seeing the advancements where he's at now, where he's like, okay. And then he just brings in another perspective and he, you see the evolution of that. But a lot of that, like his first ad was a pocket pussy. He was talking about the pocket pussy that this thing you could fuck and you could get different types of variations of it. And I don't think they care what he said. They don't care who he talked to. They don't care any of that. But when you see them like, oh, you'll get taken off YouTube or you'll get this and that, you can't do that to him now because he's basically the top. And I'm like, that's what everyone can strive to succeed. But sadly, when someone dangles $60,000 like someone did to me in front of my face telling me when I hit 1,000 episodes, I'll get $60,000 for a year, that fucking sparked my ears up. But then 
now it's like very hard to, that person doesn't contact you that much. They send you a random text every now and again. And I'm like, I don't even want to fucking deal with this. It's your own network. I got reached out by a network. I didn't want to, I ended up not going through with it, but it's, it's very enticing. But then you start to realize like, okay, if you're going to like, the reason why I'm not part of a podcast network is because then it goes, okay, if you're part of a podcast network. So I'm like, okay, what's the point of the network? Um, well, what we do is when someone releases an episode, we share their stuff and we do all this stuff. I'm like, okay, cool. So it's not going to mess with my show. Well, you're going to have to plug that show of the other people on your network on your own show. I'm like, randomly, I'll be talking about AIs and sex dolls. And I have to be like, don't forget Squarespace. Um, no, it doesn't make sense. And what I kind of want to do is eventually, if I ever get enough money to do so, it's probably just a pipe dream, but I want to create an own network where it's just a free community with my, whoever podcasts I like people like you, they're doing voice acting work that have whatever projects going on that I could just have up there. And I don't need to fucking manage your shows, do it yourself. I'm just giving you a free spot. Like Odyssey is Odyssey is another YouTube streaming platform, but they don't give a fuck what you say. Now, there's goods and bads to that. Sadly, there's a lot of people that do some horrible shit on the internet because they think it's funny. But when it's just your thoughts and opinions, I don't think that they should... I, I, like I, I talk about with the censorship thing. I don't want there to be censorship. Now, I want there to be censorship when there's people threatening other people to take their own lives. But sadly, if I say I don't want censorship, I can't just move the goalpost to be like, hey, I don't want people doing this. Because then that goalpost never stops. That's how this whole censorship thing started. I don't think people realized in the past five years, the transition that has always been. I mean, what was it like? Not even I look back like two years ago episodes. There's all these giant crises going on where Trump was saying, I'm not going to give you a stimulus check because anybody that said hashtag not my president. I don't want to insult you by giving a check. He tweeted that and then deleted it. That was two fucking years ago it was a giant trending ass topic area 51 giant trending ass topic look where we're at fucking now like that's what i'm saying is like this whole gate of control when it comes to giant corporations and media they've never had this much power but we've somehow gotten to this point where we're like manja manja give me the shit feed me shit feed me shit and now they've seen that and now we're like addicts going back to our dealer and that's the craziest thing is that all these corporations, YouTube, Twitch, Discord, any type of streaming service you want to talk about, are you, I understand because they're that you've always gone to them. So it's just so mindless to easily go right back to it. But when you're saying, or you're listening to your favorite person that, you know, this is like they're, they're blocking some of their thoughts. Do you care to still watch that content? If it's not truly them, how much of them has been sucked out all because this is how corporations are when people get fired from fucking Disney, because they say something that might be taken out of context or might not be worded properly. They lose their fucking jobs and their livelihood. So now everyone's afraid to even say anything. So they just look like robots or they look like fucking a mannequin with a fucking hand shoved up their ass, moving their fucking mouth yeah there's it that's a really good point i mean i'm trying to think if there was i think there was one streamer i did watch and they kind of changed over the course of like six months where they they weren't really and i want to say they weren't really being entertaining anymore they were being kind of samey it was just uh whereas you know part of the when it's kind of weird like i was talking to somebody the other day and they said so what do you do in your spare time and i said well i'll sometimes watch people play games and they were like 
just get out of my house, just leave my house. And I, and I, and, and I went, that's if I'm being really lazy kind of thing. But what, what I will do, you know, I have caveats and all that kind of thing. If it's a game I would never play or I don't own that platform, I will occasionally put it on in the background while I'm doing laundry or something like that. And because I don't like to watch the let's plays that have no commentary that's just the game because that's not what i want to hear is the person playing the game and commenting and talking about because they're usually talking about something else over top and it's usually a topic going on and and i find those interesting i find and there's a couple youtubers like that but there was one guy i was i'd watch him for a while and i was like actually yeah you are censoring yourself and you are doing this and it's not it's not as fun anymore and then he stopped doing less talking and more playing and I was like well no I don't want to watch that I will actually the reason why I'm on your channel is so I can hear you talk kind of thing that's the whole point and so yeah that's a that's a that's a good point with it's well was it when Rob Lowe was on television there was that show the other family or something like that and he was on it and like midway through the season without any like ex explanation why they just made the other family black and, every, and even Rob Lowe talks about it. He goes, why? Like, you didn't even explain what happened. It was just, oh, now the Jeffersons are not white anymore. They're a different color. And it's like, it's a whole new family. They didn't explain that, but that's what they thought the network thought would be a good change to get more audiences and make it more diverse. And you start to realize like, yeah, that's a good thing, but you didn't explain it. You just abruptly did it. During the Fresh Prince, there were three different aunts. They were all were like different. And it's like, you're not explaining this. You're just, oh, something happened. Then you had to replace somebody. That's the thing is like, do you want a giant corporation coming into something that you created? It's basically like your baby in a way. Any work that you create that you actually put time into is your baby. And now you're having a corporation come in and go, okay, it's going to be um, out of the blank podcast, but we're going to uh, give you some topics to talk about that we really want you to touch upon. If you even tell me ahead of time, hey, I want to talk about this. I'm going to end up talking about everything but that. Not even purposely, on fucking accident, because you put it into my head, and then I'm going to keep trying to avoid it because I'm like, why is this coming back into my brain? And it happens all the time. I get so many guests that go, they'll give me a paragraph before they come on my show for the first time. I'm like, stop, stop. I don't want to know any of this shit. They're like, why? I'm like, because I'm getting to know you. And that's the whole point of the show. It's supposed to see where it goes. I'll end up saying something that triggers a memory or something. That's the thing I love about being on this show is we 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 circle back eventually, but we go into so many different different directions. It's when you were talking about like, you know, like the Fresh Prince and all the the different ants and all that and the family. I call that the Felix Leiter syndrome. Um, that's a James Bond. I don't know if you remember the the CIA agent on James Bond that he meets is called Felix Leiter. And Felix has been black, white, a woman. Uh, he changes from movie to movie, uh, whereas Bond, James Bond, yes, he's changed actors a couple times, but Felix has literally changed races and sexes because it's, even though in the book he's written as a certain way, corporation stuff are going okay well how can we make this more culturally uh different or something so it was just one of those things where you went how like how many bond films are there and in each one he's different i don't think the same actor comes back to play him more than once and you go poor felix like what what kind of character is that they're like so yeah hey i got i just got cast in james i'm i'm felix it's like oh well, enjoy your one movie 
you know, it's like, oh yeah, you're right. Cause, cause they're going to recast it in the next one because, and I have no idea what cultural bounds are trying to get it. And it's just one of those things where you go, why, the, why can't you just stick to one character and change the character? Like maybe they, maybe the character needs to be more affectionate or maybe they need to be more badass or maybe they need to be, so I can, and I can understand if you decide, you know, in the times where they decided, like when, when M became a woman kind of thing, when they made M Judy Dench, I understand what they were doing kind of thing. Uh, and she, you know, pulled that off really well. But when you have a character that changes so much because the, the powers that be can't decide what the audience wants changes every movie that's just really weird kind of thing so it's it's also hard to for instance like with uh blues clues i know everybody's retweeting that uh steve came back or whoever came back now i was there when he left and then they added the new guy and then their ratings dropped dramatically after that because nobody could be attached to the new guy because you only knew one dude was the face of blues clues and then he comes back and everyone's like my childhood saved don't even get me started on that fucking thing. People literally go like, well, he went to college and he came back. I was like, he was like 29 when he was recording Blues Clues. He's in his fucking 40s now. He left because his hair was going bald. That's why he did it. OK, and you start to look at like the 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 giant change a network does just to keep the thing going. Is like, is it better off if it's dead? Like we were talking about the A.I. thing in the beginning with the auto recorded songs. It's the same thing as do you want it to keep going because you don't want to lose it or is it going to ruin it eventually a, a lot of these things these movies like you know they go man they shouldn't have made a sequel it's like no shit because it was a one and done they tried to money grab it and they tried to get more money out of the damn thing and next thing you know it ruined your whole experience of the first and second one yeah yeah see that's the thing i mean if you were with blues even something like blues clues if you're going to do it I mean, we could you could talk about what you do is you need to bring in somebody, introduce them. They need to be there needs to be two people on the show and then one person's going to leave and then they leave. And then the other person that's, that's left behind is that's fine because you know who they are. You can't just replace them with somebody else, particularly with children, because children go, well, fuck that. You know, that's not the guy I'm, I'm watching. So you need to introduce them kind of thing. So the yeah, it's definitely money grabs to keep it going kind of thing but at the same time if it's you know if it's working it's working kind of thing you know but eventually the guy's gonna go look i don't want to do this anymore and they're like no you have to do it you're under contract and you're like what <laughs> i don't want to do it. that's why i'm a big fan of independent film people people that are doing their own independent films because i start looking into it and it's like oh you guys don't have any networks that are true like i've heard so many like when they're talking about the director's cut or like the ed the ending credits and the guy goes well yeah a director wanted to do this or a giant corporation wanted to do this and we just said no we decided to do it on our own i'm like and it went a thousand times fucking better jackass that popular ass show there was no network behind that. They created their own because nobody wanted to put that on TV. Nobody even thought to put that on TV. Then we got shows like Tosh.0. Then we got shows like Ridiculousness. And then we got Bad Grandpa. And then we got all these other things. They're amazing shows because you didn't fuck with the person's creativity. When you start, like, for instance, I can give suggestions to people. But I'm like, you're going to do what you're going to do. And I wouldn't want to stop you from doing those things. You're going to fall in the pit holes that I fell into. You're going to do whatever. But like for the, I wouldn't even consider my show created until like the first hundred or 200 episodes in. And even now I would take it back to 500. 
when I actually started getting good at talking before it was more, I hate listening to my older stuff, but I was defining of what it was. And it took me longer than a lot of people, but I kept working at it and doing episodes. And next thing you know, you start to get moderately okay at it. And that's kind of the whole thing. Your first episode is everyone always talks about is their worst episode. Then you start to see where they're at now, a hundred, 200. I'm fucking 900 in. I'm telling you, I think I figured, I hope this is it, but I don't know. And you can only get better if you keep doing it, but you can, you can never mess with, if I had a corporation grab me from my first episode and say, I want to do it this way, we're going to fund you all this money. Uh, here's a million dollars. I would probably still take the million dollars now, but if they start going, Hey, but you're going to do it like this and you're going to do this and you're going to be actually narrowed into movies and true crime. And I'm like, ah, I can't do that one. Even for a million dollars, that kind of, I mean, I would love a million dollars, but fucking you're going to mess with my creativity. Now I would never even sell the show. The show's mine. That's the thing. I mean, I could just it'd be like, can I take the money and then not do this anymore? Cause it does, it's, you had a, you touched on something really interesting. I had a, a very interesting conversation with my, with my Japanese teacher the other day. And she said something to me that I didn't really, I didn't really appreciate even because in my past, I was training, I trained to be a teacher. And so she's a teacher. And she said, one of the things that people misunderstand about teachers and about, you know, but in anything in general is we can't actually make anyone do anything. I can't make my students learn. I can't make my audience understand anything. All I can do is present what I'm doing and then motivate them in some way to maybe absorb some of this information. But the audience or the student or whatever has to do some work. They got to do some work kind of thing. Or it's just because it's I can't force anybody to enjoy something or I can't, you know, or I can't uh, you can't control other people. They need. And so strangely enough, even as an audience, they need to put in some work, you know, they need to, it's like, are you enjoying it? Are you understanding? Are you wondering, you know, are you going to take the time to try and understand what these guys are talking about kind of thing, rather than just have words in the back of like, because yeah, you get some really heavy topics sometimes kind of thing. But then you also have ones where you're talking about like space or just this or that, and which are still kind of heavy topics, but different words. And so you got to put in a little bit of effort, you know, to, to figure out, you know, I've even had <laughs> curse you rob but your podcast has made me you know i gotta pull up my thesaurus sometimes for because some of your guests are like what the fuck <laughs> pause what was that word okay here we did oh 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 <laughs> yeah, so i've learned something new because you've had a couple guests use like words that i've just went holy crap <laughs> you know or then just other ones some of the experiences they've had where you go Wow. So where you're, what you were saying about like with your podcast and stuff, you're, you know, some of your learning and stuff comes from, you're learning how to do it, but what you're learning to do is motivate your audience in a way. That's how you get more audiences or, or just not even then, but you're, I guess you'd be for you. Cause I don't even think you really care about how many people are watching your podcast. Do you, you just like doing this? 
so that's it'd be nice if i didn't have to worry about bills and shit and have to work but i mean at the same time i'm having fun talking to people and meeting them i just wish there needs to be a better guesting like i've tried to look up guesting platforms and stuff like that which i'm starting to get into now as i'm starting to look at like independent like because i always look at twitter as a great connection like twitter is a connection place twitter is a place to get guests or you know meet new people and then take the conversation elsewhere but twitter is not a place for philosophical ideas as much as people think that they want to post their philosophy ideas it's not a good place for it it's just there's twitter is very one-sided and biased i didn't realize it's a fucking shit storm but when it comes to getting guests i just wish there was better guest booking platforms and websites there are some out there but everything is way too like this is going to be an interview and i was like look i can't if you start telling me you need questions, I'm not going to do it because I can't. I won't even talk to famous people if they ask for a list of questions. You just got to trust I'm going to take you in the right direction, which I usually always do. I just that's one of the things I love about I mean, what's this is my fourth time on. And we, you know, I mean, we've talked about talking buttholes, for God's sakes. That was one of my favorite conversations I've ever had because I never laughed so much. And it's just you you just go off because if you're prepared, as you said, if you've got something written down and you want to stick to that topic, you could miss something that's happening right there. And if you go, all you have to do is just go through that door, throw your pad away and just go with, go into that other room and see what they're talking about in there. Because that's where the, that's where, you know, if that's where the conversation is going to take you, that's awesome. Yeah. I think it would be tough if you to work for, under the man or the woman who's going to say, actually, we don't want you to talk about that on the show. If, if that's possible, can we, can we just talk about, I think talk radio would make a comeback if they changed it up to where it was just like, we're going to let you go in there and do whatever the hell you want to do really. And I think there's a lot of that out there. People talk about, there's so many conversation. There is a lot of conversation podcasts, but they always stick around the same basis. It's like one dude gets high. The other one gets drunk. I'm like, okay, I don't want to really listen to high or drunk ramblings about shit. But what is interesting is like Opie and Anthony, that show when it was on the radio was basically a podcast before there were podcasts, but the way that they designed their studio. And I've heard many comedians talk about their experiences on there. Bobby Lee is one of my favorite comedians. Um, um, he was on that show and he goes, it wasn't for me. It was like, I walked into the room and it was like a dog pit. Everyone's like, you know, there was a guy that had spent all day in traffic wearing a lion costume because he was a mascot at some type of like, uh, stadium game or something like that and he got there he didn't have any money for food and someone went to go give him a cracker and they slapped the food out of his hand and said don't fucking feed him any fucking food this isn't a shelter and it was like that aggression that dog but that's how they created their radio thing was when you walked in every person was looking up and trying to find something about somebody what they were wearing what they were looking like that day the one dude whose nose was fucking bleeding because he was doing cocaine in the bathroom and they would point that shit out they would always just make fun of each other and it was like a fucking free wasteland now some people create their shows like that and some people can do that i have plenty of plenty of friends i'm trying to get their shows started where they're great political fucking ranting points my buddy josh weiss who was like a fucking political hammer and i'm like you have the best aspect of your personality is that you don't give a fuck what people say about you you don't care if anybody gives you a comment or anything that would make people fester upon it for days and that's why you're perfect for this show and that's what i want is this isn't like people will message me well this person that you had on said a lot of things wrong that's not what this is about this is a a, a place of free th flowing thought 
if you want to tune in, you don't want to hear somebody's thoughts or someone's expression, it might not even be about what the episode might be detailed as. Eventually, I'm probably just going to end up changing it to where it's just your name every single one because creating crazy-ass title names is fucking tasking in itself. But I want it to be a place where it's two people talking and hopefully it gets to a point or it gets to something where you just have a good fucking hour and a half listen. And I think that is like what I have always wanted to achieve out of this thing. And you see so many people worried about like, well, I got to get this top name guest on. I got to get this person because they think that person's fame is going to upgrade their show. And I'm like, yeah, but does it make great content? Does it when you're interviewing or when you're questioning? And I've seen so many people where I'm like, oh, that's a good guest to get on the show. I have to click on his show and I click on it and I'm watching it. And I'm like, damn, like this is fucking awful like they're just asking these really like they look like a child talking to a like a like a, a superman or something where it's like there's no even flow and that's why i'm like i i don't think i'd ever want to talk to joe rogan i, I know that I, I would love to be on his show sure but i would never want to have that exchange on mine because i don't think i could get past the point of how much i know him already it's kind of like when famous people meet people they grew up with watching and they're fucking childs again it's that same thing and it's weird because fame from what i've heard everybody talk about especially child stars like miley cyrus and things of that sort they say that fame especially whatever age you get famous freezes you like carbonite mentally and then you're stuck in that position. You never really get to evolve from there. Like Britney Spears might be the age she is now, but she is also probably mentally the age that she was when she first became famous. You know what I mean? Yeah, because the fact that she's still fighting with to have custody of her life. Well, she's good now. She's out. Yeah. But I mean, the fact that she had to have that fight. You know, you kind of go and, you know, you have and they go, yeah, you know, did you hear about Britney Spears? Yeah. What, what is she like, 19 now? And you go, no, <laughs> she's she's a bit older. Kind she's of like, like oh, oh, yeah. And it, it, they're like, oh, really? And the other thing is uh, we as fans never want our idols to grow up. We always want them to be how we remember them kind of thing, because it also makes us feel old in, in that essence. But, yeah, I, I, I catch you with you. I think one of the interesting things about uh, Out of the Blank is you don't know what each show is going to be about. I mean, even if you've got a catchphrase, you could say to me, yeah, I'm having a volcanologist on the show. And you guys will talk about bikinis and sand getting wedged everywhere. And so, and it has nothing to do with, with, you know, whatever they're, particular thing is it might start that way i mean you might start a paranormal conversation and then you end up talking about getting drive through it uh you know at some you know uh big boy or something like that where you go yeah remember that thing i remember what we used to when they had them you know <laughs> that's the cool thing because you never know where the conversations are going to go well what scares me about that is is when i get academics on it's like they're afraid to say what they want to say because they're afraid it's going to harm their career. And I'm like, I never want to be a I never want to be in a position in my life where even if I get a degree from somewhere or I'm in a job somewhere, I don't want to be limited. Everything that comes out of my mouth is thoughts of my own or thoughts of what I am experiencing at the time. Do they age well? I have no clue. And I won't know until whatever that day comes. But 
I don't want to be regulated by anything. And I don't like it when people say I can't because I'm regulated by this. And I'm like, well, aren't you a person? Aren't you a human fucking being with your own thoughts and emotions and feelings? And why, why do we have to be regulated by our corporations and by academic fields or by whatever? And that's what I find is super interesting where it's like, man, I just want to see, I just want to hear you talk without some puppet shoved up. Is that okay? Like, is that, is that cool? Yeah, and I mean, well, it even comes down to, I think that could be one of the reasons why we fear giving AI intelligence kind of thing, because, you know, we all have filters and we all have these things where we go, I don't think I'm allowed to say that, you know, like when you're out in public, you know, how many times have you caught yourself and you went, oh, I shouldn't say that, Mm -hmm. you know, because you you want to say something and you go, that's going to get me punched. You know, if I say that, or you go, ooh, I don't want to offend anybody. Or how many times have you opened up, now I don't want to offend anybody. The moment you say something like that, you're going to offend somebody. That's why you're saying it. Or it's like, I mean no, people, now I mean no disrespect. Yes, you do. That's why you're saying it. And you're about to disrespect everyone within earshot. So if we give, you know, we give AI intelligence, they're going to look at that and they're going to go, oh, was I not supposed to say that? Oh. Well, that, well, I just, you know, like, <laughs> well, there's a difference between that and there's a difference between maybe a, an astrophysicist or an astro or whoever studies space, physics, whatever. Then you ask the question about aliens and they're like, I can't talk about that type of stuff because that's just, and then they just dismiss it. It's like when you hear Neil deGrasse Tyson and he just won't even entertain the idea of aliens. And it's like, you out of all people don't believe that there's alien life out there. And he goes, possibly, but I don't, it definitely didn't come here yet. And I'm like, with all the shit that we're seeing, what are you talking about? And it's like, when they don't like, that's what I don't get any of these communities, man. I, I fucking, I love the UFO Twitter thing, because I like the people that are like, this is just fun. Like, that's what I appreciate about things is when it's this is just fun. But when someone starts rambling off a bunch of like stuff and I'm like, where's your sources? Like, well, I heard from a guy who knew a guy who knew a cousin who went across the street from a guy that knew this other guy. And I'm like, well, what's the fuck? What are you talking? And you start hearing these stories and I'm like, this is like a child telling a story. I'm like, where's like just the fun in it where it's like, isn't this cool? Or that's what I like. It's, It's speculation. Should I just change the show name to out of the speculation? Yeah, because you get the guys who are like, okay, you got a conspiracy theory. Yes, yes, I do. And you people think I'm a flat earther. I'm not a flat earther. Exactly. (laughs) You get this thing where you go. So you're asking. So it's like, okay, conspiracy. And how did you come up with this theory? Well, I Googled. You go, ah, you were a Google master. Okay. And how long did you Google? At least 37 minutes. And you're like, You know, you tie a bunch of links together and they go, see, it all ties together. This link goes to this link, goes to this link, and they're all talking about the same thing. And you go, oh, my God. You know, yeah, because, yeah, there has to have been. I mean, you look at some of the the pictograms that you see from space that are in Arizona or in, you know, fields, you know, where you go, that thing is huge. You know, you see some of the pictures of where they are in Peru, I think, or somewhere else. And, you know, and there has to be some stuff. There has to be. Now, I would totally agree with aliens arriving and looking around and going, honey, this is a dump. Next time I'm picking the place to vacation. You know, I can see that happening where the aliens are like, no, all right. You know, and maybe they accidentally left some shit behind when they, you know, they forgot to bring their tents with them, which we consider pyramids <laughs> you know, or whatever they were. And I could, I could see us being visited and them going, I am not going back to that dump. Holy crap. <laughs> Did you see what those people are doing to that place? Let's go back there. I could see that, you know, but 
you know, it's it's sort of like, are we being visited today? Probably not at the moment. I don't know. I think we we might be unless you know, and this is unless they got cloaking technology or unless they got whatever you know. But I think I think somebody is sitting up there on the dark side of the moon, pissing themselves, laughing, going, "Have you seen?" You know, have you watching what's going on down there? This is hilarious. <laughs> and they're beaming that, you know, I imagine there's the Earth show being beamed out from the moon. And everyone, you know, there's there's alien races all over the, the galaxy tuning in going, look at what those clowns are doing now. Oh, boy, this is funny. I don't want to spoil it, but I'm trying. I'm, I, I try when I the weird part about Twitter is, especially if you're trying to get guests through there, is that when you look up something you come across a lot of people not using their names and that's just my, my, if people think that's weird, whatever, I don't, I, I need you to use your name just so I know you're not going to be being a crazy ass person. It needs to be attached to something. Cause if I just went under a weird pseudonym and then did a fucking fake picture and it's like, I could say whatever the hell I might not even really believe. And then just it's, but the whole point is I want to step inside that person's reality and what that reality is. If someone believes that birds aren't real, then I want to hear why that person thinks birds aren't real. And then people think you shouldn't give these people a platform. I'm like, why the fuck not? Why? There's so much of people telling other people what to do where I'm like, you don't even know my fucking middle name. So I'm not taking medical advice from you. I'm just saying. That's the thing. And so, and then one of the things that's, you know, as you know, not one of the things I totally appreciate is the fact that you do that you bring people on and you're almost like a devil's advocate in a way, but you're also, you want to, you seriously want to hear what these people have to say. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I, I would, I'd like to think I'm open-minded enough that somebody did come to me and say, look, I don't believe in birds. I would, I want to look at them and go, okay, can you explain to me why you don't believe in birds? You know, and I'd like to do that with with as straight a face as possible kind of thing. But if they have a couple things where I could go, okay, yeah, I could see that. Well, what do you call that then? Well, it's not a bird, you know, and you go, okay, it's just checking. And Or if I went, what do you think of that then? And they go, what? I go, well, that thing there, I don't see anything. Then I would know, okay, this is, this is something totally else you know whatever happened to safe spaces like why is everything now have to be it has to be fact or it has to be whatever and there's now there's no facts i'm like can't we just have a place where you can just have a laugh and just be in this like that's what that's what i appreciate is like when someone says it's like i enjoy being on the show because it's like a a a comfort zone i'm like no shit it's supposed to be just having fun like we can talk about and you might learn something hopefully we learn something out of it that's a th- that's a thing, and I mean, and you can talk about serious topics, and not to be disrespectful in this, I'm going to say it again, but sometimes it's good to laugh about the serious stuff. You know, you need to find the humor in the crazy that's going on because there is so much heavy in our existence, and it's sort of why I don't really get into conspiracy theories and things if I can, because I have enough conspiracy theories with me <laughs> you know where like myself like or, like every so often i go why am i like this why you know what is i'm a conspiracy theory all around can it, if you know if i you go back and it's like why am i doing this what's happening what's going on so i need to find the humor in life i need to find the joy in what we're doing because if otherwise what's the point why are we here so because if the point is to be heavy, 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 I don't want to do that. That's the well, if it's not even with the show, it's like with life in general. If you don't laugh at a lot of the pain, you're just going to let it beat beat you down. I put up a tweet. I was like, 
I understand with the lows, there comes the highs, but why did the lows have to beat you to your knees is because it's all we do is like, we live in a world where like, you can't laugh. You can't really do a whole lot because it might offend somebody. You can't. And that's what my whole thing is, is it's not about censorship today. It's just about like, you need to have a space where you can just stop being on level eight for once and just go down to a level two. It shouldn't be just when you're in your room watching Netflix and you're able to finally relax. You should just be, you, everyone knows what's bad and what's good, but you got to understand the fact of like, you need to laugh at something. I you have a gut belly laugh. So I was looking at that video when I was, um, we were talking about my uh, grandparents and my grandpa came out and, uh, saw me sitting at the table still. And I was like, he couldn't tell me I could leave until I finished my food. And he's like, Jesus Christ. And I saw you laugh and it was like the funniest thing. But I still, I still laugh at that because we've all, because we've all done that. And it's what, what I find so funny about that is I relate to that moment, that, that whole thing. Like I saw an Instagram post this morning, just before we started walking where um, we're taught to, somebody will say, how do you become great? And they say, well, Look at your weaknesses and work on your weaknesses, you know, you, and why are we taught that? Why are we taught to focus on our weaknesses and improve them? Fuck weaknesses kind of thing. You know, who says that we have to be fantastic at everything? Well, we're not like in school. We're raised that you have to be fantastic at everything. Like if you uh, if you're not really good with numbers, say, you know, numbers just don't really click and you and you bring in an accountant with you to help you with your you know, your grade six exam, you're cheating. But as an adult, I hire an accountant to help me with my taxes because I'm not good with money. And that's okay. In fact, there are people who charge money to allow you to do that because the reason they're there is not everybody is good with numbers. And so just if we could focus on what we're good at and be the best kick-ass person we could be rather than focus on the weaknesses and try and even ourselves out. That's no fun. That's, you know, the, what's the fun of that? And it comes back to why, you know, why do we have to be, you know, why do the lows have to keep kicking us down to our knees? Why don't we just kind of, it's like, you know, hang around up here for a while and do what you're doing. You know, I think that's the paint some paintings, do something. <laughs> Bob Ross. That's right. Even, and you know, poor Bob Ross, he doesn't even, he doesn't even control his image. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's, I've talked that's about a it a topic. few times already. Yeah, yeah, that's a topic for something else altogether. Um, Casper, it's been a pleasure talking to you again. Is there a place where people can find your podcast? Not your podcast, your voice acting work. It's technically you should just do a podcast at this point. Actually, uh, that's yeah. But why? You know, which, then I'd be competing against the likes of you, and I just <laughs> I'm no competition. You're good. <laughs> Uh, Casper-Michaels.com will bring you to everything that I am. Otherwise, just type in my name in LinkedIn and I'm I'm there. I'm right. See his lovely face doing the wink with look like he's chewing on a cigar. That's right. That, that's, that's, that's how it's got to be. Thank you again for an absolutely entertaining conversation, my friend. And we'll see you on the next time around.